I'm Steph. I'm Rebze. I'm Matu. And, and this and is the Menstrual podcast. podcast. That's the best we're getting. This is MJ, that's the best. I never go primary school every <laughs> then, morning. I said, good morning. Uh, exactly. So I don't know. All of, <laughs> but, but don't worry. We'll get it at some point. Eventually, but eventually. this episode, uh, this episode is one that uh, was requested by the by the fans or the family. And you know, we brought in reinforcements, reinforcements for this one. But MJ, Mrs. Zifra is part of the family, the men's youth family. Um certified marriage counselor first things first we're looking at life after infidelity now whether you want to call it cheating horning burn all of those things we're trying to figure out or we're trying to unpack life after infidelity first things first no. is there life after infidelity no, that's no, what i want to that's just that, that's just what, that's what i want to start well i mean yes we know black men don't cheat um MJ, in your informed experience, is there really life after infidelity? Can someone, can, can a couple go through infidelity? Someone cheating and there, there still be any semblance of life or relationship after that? So your question, first of all, I think my first instinct is, of course, there's life after infidelity because whether you choose to stay together or separate like you still have to deal with the impact of that pain mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and life life carries on but in in answering specifically your question yes a couple who has decided to recommit to the relationship um and work toward like strength you know healing and strengthening it's they can still have a very successful relationship after um, infidelity. So you say successful. No, 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 no. I have to wonder. How do we define success when it comes to relationships? And does that does the definition of success ha have to change after that punctuation? No, I I honestly believe that. So, and this is something I've said on the live before, right? That. Infidelity is often a symptom of something going poorly in the relationship, right? And so I am of the belief, and a lot of people won't agree with me, but if you recommit and really work on um, strengthening your relationship, I believe you can have a better relationship post-infidelity than hmm. the relationship you went, like that created um, the opportunity for unfaithfulness. Yeah. So, 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 All right, go on. In other words, so, so, if I'm, I'm not saying it's easy. Listen. No, so, no, so, no, it's not. So, it's, yeah, where, go ahead. Where, 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 where I was going, you know. So, so is is this is the implication here that perhaps there is a space for cheating in relation to you know to, to test it through fire? Then you know you you, you cheat and so you can make the argument then that, uh, you know, I, I'm doing this for us. No. Because yes, we, we'll right. come out of this stronger, you know? Yeah, like what doesn't kill you make you stronger. No. Yeah. No. Like... no. It's no? Not no. Your relationship not be, being, your relationship not being as strong or fulfilling as you want it to be is not an excuse to go cheat. Mm -hmm. Let's get that clear. Like, that's not like, Oh, you know, things aren't going well. Yeah. Let me go out and betray my partner. Like, yeah, that, 
planning to do that is like you plan to cut off your arm to be the greatest amputee like saying you know <laughs> i i can overcome any struggle i can be stronger without it let me just do it so yeah like I under think... what circumstances do you justify <laughs> betraying and hurting your partner yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, a tough yeah. one but I, I, when, when you said it earlier, I had some, you know, I think that's a good answer. That's a very, that's a very clinical answer. Very, very good answer. But it doesn't always play out like it's a symptom, especially as men. You know, we, we hear as some men stay, them just have to do that. Like we can't have any deeper thinking or reasoning or even have the space to even explain why we did it. And, and you always hear more sympathizers. Well, I always hear more sympathizers. I won't say that the more sympathizers exist, but I always hear more sympathizers for, for women when they do it. Like it must have been something that the man did or didn't do versus I just some man stay it in them nature. So how do we, or how do you in your experiences or your counseling kind of explain to both sides that it is is symptomatic of something deeper? Um, So in my exploration, it's usually, so a couple comes to me um, because there's been an an affair in their relationship and they have decided they really want to see if there's anything left to salvage. The first thing that we do in our recovery work is understanding why this happened. What was going on in the relationship that made you unhappy? What was going on in the relationship that gave you the opportunity to um, engage in the affair in the first place? So that's part, like, that's the first step in healing is understanding what went wrong. Because a lot of times, and going back to what you just said, Steph, we will justify, and I think this is a, um, an othering issue, we will justify what the other person or we will justify a woman cheating if when we're females because we will we're pit, we're pitting the experience against men right and so mm. we'll say oh there must be something that he it must be something that he did wrong right or vice versa men will be like oh uh, you, you guys would incriminate the woman just the same, like and bash her just the same, right? Absolutely. So, <laughs> right. I think I think that's an othering issue, yeah, right? Yeah. I am more likely to sympathize with what I can relate to. Uh, but the thing that comes up for me as well, and I was thinking about this um, this week, is it reminds me of the conversation you guys had last week on the podcast. Um, remind me of the topic. Rape. We looked at rape. Oh, rape you culture, talked about right. rape culture. Yeah, rape culture. And right. one of the things that um, I was thinking about there is how we sometimes um, we have this idea or we perpetuate these ideas that women should not be sexual, right? And so if um, or women sh- are are sexualized, it's 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 more i can't think what's the word i'm looking for it's more demonized because there's this <laughs> acceptability there's this there's this acceptance that men are the sexual beings I and understand men, you completely. men yeah. men are the like predators yeah. of sexuality yeah. right 
And if a woman does it, it's going against her nature or what we right. think a woman's nature should be. Right. But um, I, I'd, I'd like to, to touch on uh, something you said earlier, MJ, and then we can we can throw this whole thing to Rimsey because uh, Rimsey definitely has something to say on that. I, it would, I know he it, does. It, it would appear. <laughs> but but um, you mentioned that, you know, cheating um, is often symptomatic of something else you know, in the relationship. Um, and and I'm sure that's not, you know, well, I would imagine that's not the only thing because is, is there any point where you go, okay, cheating may not necessarily be symptomatic of an issue that needs to be resolved in the relationship, but cheating may be an indicator that the relationship needs to end. Or, or you know, or, uh, how do you when do you make that distinction then when you know hmm. that cheating is a sign to go as yeah. opposed to cheating is a sign to stay and work on something yeah i think that's the couple's decision right like you have to be able to assess that for yourself right so that's the first thing again we come in you're coming to couple you're coming into therapy why are we staying together what do you want from this are you willing to do the work to make it better like let's not waste everybody's time right because one relationships are hard relationships in pain are very hard and relationships on the way to recovery is not easy right like that is a very arduous process and if you're already on the way out which is why you cheated are you really going to commit to the therapy that I'm yes. going to, like all the work I'm going to ask you That's to do? Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to be able to um, commit to that process. You have to be able to assess that for yourself where that gets difficult. And I've heard some of this conversation going on on the Men's Truth podcast is when men don't want to or it, I'm going to say men. When the man is a perpetrator of infidelity and they don't want to be the one to end the relationship because I already hurt her too much. And if I hurt, if I leave, then I'm going to hurt her more. And so um, I'm really now just waiting for her to hate me enough to decide to end the relationship. (laughs) Right. That's where it becomes difficult because. What you have is a man who is cheating to hurt the relation, to end the relationship because he doesn't want to be there. And then he's stringing this woman along through her hurt that he has caused her, hoping that she's going to be the one to step away. And that's not fair. I think, and here's the thing too, right? Like there's no repairing a relationship like that because you're not going to be showing up and saying authentically what went wrong in the relationship because you can't even take accountability in the first place. I mean, I, I feel like the accountability element is twofold because there is also some accountability to be taken by the woman in that situation. But I understand the dynamic you're explaining. Um, you know, certainly um, if a man decides that, you know, like I'm not going to be the one to leave this relationship, I feel like in that conversation that we had, we also pointed out that regardless of whether or not a man admits that the relationship is essentially done, 
the the reason why a man stays is because he's still getting something from that relationship that is satisfying him. And the point was made as well that, yeah, why should I leave when I'm still getting something? But you acknowledge that it's already a toxic, well, well, it's already a situation that seems untenable. So, you know, the logical option then would be to leave because you as a man admit that the woman isn't getting anything of value from this. But you are. You might still be getting sex. She might still like, come on, yeah, yeah, and, 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 and cook your dinner and all of that something there. So, mm-hmm. so you still are getting something from that. It's just that, you know, it, it's not reciprocal. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like the accountability element in there has to be, it's not just about stringing a woman along. A woman isn't, isn't an object to, to be strung along like that. Like she, she has, you know, some vested interest in the situation as well. Right. So, so I feel like she must also be able to identify, you know, when the situation is not necessarily mm-hmm. beneficial to her. But I get that there there are some men who are particularly predatorial and 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 they definitely won't end those relationships. But I feel like we 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 have to try to you know strike some balance there. Like if you're in a situation that is obviously hurting and you're not getting anything afterwards from it, then then perhaps you know you 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 are to entertain other options that would ultimately lead you to transition out of that relationship into a much healthier space for sure but could it be because it could be seen as a cop out so you've hurt me and you also want to leave so i am not going to so as the man since so as a man if you don't want to leave the woman is probably saying I am not going to call it off either because I'm going to make you feel the pressure, all the things that you've caused me because of your cheating. And since you are reluctant to leave, I am going to bring this up. I'm going to remind you about the hurt you caused and sort of back you into a corner, to, to, uh, hoping that you can <laughs> feel the same amount of pain that I've felt. So but, but I thought that about this. really is going to stay for any other. Right. So I thought about this um, leading up to the to um, the podcast tonight, and I don't think I've ever seen in my work, my professional work, um, anybody who's just coming to or just committing to the relationship to cause more harm, to like punish the their partner. But I can tell you from experience that I've been in a relationship where I had been cheated on and I wanted the relationship to work and we continued to, to, to work at our relationship. But I found that because I was hurting, I was making my partner a slave to my hurt. Like he deserved my my backlash because Your he vitriol. caused me pain, yeah, right? right? Yeah. Um, and I think that is where a lot of the difficulty in repairing the relationship comes um, comes about, right? Because you talk about what does life look like after infidelity? You don't want to stay in a relationship. Hopefully, you're not trying to stay in a relationship that is more damaging and is causing both of you now pain the idea is that if you're going to be working on improving things 
you are actually, in, you know, both of you are doing what it need, what you need, what it takes for you guys to progress healthily. And mm. so having your, the partner be a slave to your pain is not the way to do it. It's not to, it's the way to go about it. But that is not to say I'm supposed to suck up my hurt and not have him be accountable to it. Right. Mm. You just can't beat him down with it every single day. Ultimately, ultimately, this all comes down to trust, right? I mean, everything rises and falls on trust. And in a relationship, when infidelity takes place, that's, that's the first thing that's really severed. And I don't think repairing that is very easy. There's always no. going to be doubt. There's always going to be questions. And I feel like it's very difficult, as MJ said, like, you know, she would literally put it on the guy. Um, in this case, if the guy is the one that cheated, he's going to have to go through some some serious regime to regain that trust. Stuff like probably giving her access to his phone, giving her access to where he is. Um, pretty, so he he's he's like walking on eggshells. Now I don't know how men how much men are willing to really do that. Um, if you're willing to make the relationship work, Kevin Hart. That, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Hart. <laughs> but that's the reality. Luda, bunch of them. But that's the reality of it, right? Like when you break but, trust, what you do is tell your partner that the, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. When you break your partner's trust, you're, what you're telling them is like they are not safe with you. And mm. so if you are going to recommit to making the relationship work, it means you have to make concessions That's, to make your partner And the assumption safe. is that you value the relationship enough to make it work. Right. So, we, you know, some of those concessions that you'd have to make, let's talk about what's too much. Um, and if there is such a thing. So, so as the person who cheated, um, if you say, all right, you know, I made the commitment to 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 um you know to, to to try this relationship again to to do what it takes to get this relationship back to a level where you feel like you know you can be safe within the confines of this relationship um so and Steph mentioned you know giving access to to our giving access to the phones um perhaps email <laughs> you know those those things. But where 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 does it stop? Where does the does the person who is being put in that position of constant demand do do they have any 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 right to set any limit to how far the person who is requiring these things of them? Do they have any right to set any limit to that, or is it do whatever you want? You check everything. You can. Is there a limit? How far is so far? How far is too far? I think if you're committed to wanting your relationship to work, and you want your partner to feel safe, then I don't believe that there is any. There's a limit to making your partner feel safe. What I will share with my partners to the person who has been hurt and betrayed is that they have to, they also have to be responsible um, in what they're asking for. Because the thing is, when we go looking for things, we're usually going to find them, right? (laughs) 
and and you you constantly being paranoid that your partner is cheating on you again doesn't actually help to create safety in the relationship mm. right and so yes if i if my if my couple is sitting on the couch and i say what do you need to feel safe and she says i need him to share his iphone location with me i need him to call me on the hour every hour um like zip in for <laughs> i i I need I need um, access to his phone and I will do nope. random audits and random he a, said, a I called that <laughs> but but again right, here's the thing right your job in that in in this part of the repair is to make your partner feel safe and you are only going to feel like you're imprisoned if you still feel like you have things to hide If you have nothing to hide, then what is the problem with your partner checking? That's the argument. That's the argument. That's the argument, y'all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It is because I have nothing that's, to hide. Why I feel I like it's going to be then, annoying. Then, that's, then you that's, don't that's, need that's to be argument. defensive. Then you don't need to no, be defensive. No, but it's not, it's not being defensive. It's, that's it's not being defensive. Being protective of my space. Okay, but and so I will go back to the. I will go back to when I say which part of this is too hard for you. What part of it? can you not accept what mm. what makes you uncomfortable about her um knowing where you are and he might say well she's going to show up at my job and act a fool and embarrass me and then we put limits on those <laughs> we put limits so that both of you feel safe but it's a negotiation about what you both need to feel safe in the relationship Right. I like that. I, I like um, that. I can agree with that part. Yeah, yeah, like I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, but, but you know, I also, I also feel like, because I feel like, and I don't know if you've seen this in your professional work, MJ, because i feel like in that position you are you are almost compelled to be a yes man so this <laughs> arm can can i get access to your phone yes babe yes like, baby yes baby yeah, yeah. there you go whatever, yes, it whatever it takes whatever it takes whatever it takes and 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 what what i was getting to with that is it's it's a slippery slope and at the end of that slippery slope it's a double edged sword because i feel like when you allow your partner this um well it's no longer an invasion of space because you are welcoming them into this space so when you open up the space to your partner because one of the things about relationships and 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 particularly you know the whole thing surrounding love one of the one of the core things beneath it is you are giving somebody the absolute power to crush you while hoping that they won't no when you allow your partner the free to free room those spaces you previously held as private and as sacred and you're doing that um you're putting that on the altar of making the relationship work when all of those things become 
you know, are encroached upon, not necessarily violated, because again, you are allowing them into the space when these things are encroached upon. And let's say your partner gets back to a place where because of roaming around or treading around in these previously sanctified spaces in your life, when the relationship gets back to where the partner feels comfortable, you are now looking at them sideways because although you gave them access to say, yo, like you really do all of that and and no and, and they're happy about that. And then how do you reclaim those spaces for yourself after that point? Because once your partner starts to trust you, how do you how do you then set boundaries again? There will be none. So so here's mm. the thing, right? The idea of giving access to these things is not for you to be constantly monitored. That's not the ideal. That's not what we're doing that for. And I'll tell that to the, the partner who has been betrayed too, right? What happens when we have experienced infidelity is that our reality that we, we previously thought was safe, consistent, secure, reliable has been shaken, right? And so getting access to where your partner might be, who they're hanging out with, um, what's going on in their emails and their DMs. That is just to shore up the idea that my reality is safe again, right? So this is not me like full-time job monitoring your phone, right? It's saying, you know what, I'm having a, like I'm having a really hard day today. I'm feeling really triggered. Can I trust that my partner is where he told me he's going to be mm, mm-hmm. right yeah um and so it's being able to go back and like i said you negotiate these things with with the couple right some couples will be like no nah, i'm not going to give them my phone and if the female the the, the, the person who's been hurt says okay that's like I'm fine with him not giving me his phone. I just need to know that when I tell him today's a really tough day, I'm not feeling trusting of you, that he can reassure me. That is what that access is. It's reassurance to know concrete evidence that my world is a safe, secure place. Also, and this is just like me as a, this is my personal life. My husband has access to all of my stuff. And I have access to all of his stuff. When you're in a safe relationship, a safe, secure relationship, or when you both feel safe, you don't feel the need to monitor each other. Mm. Right? Like you don't you know, feel said, the I need. Said I said that in an episode that, you know, when, when people don't feel like they're restrained, you don't really do anything. I feel the need to do anything. You, I, you're right. At any point in the day, I can tell you where his phone is at. And it's not because I'm you know, here looking at where he's at. Sometimes it's just to say, oh, I wonder, you know, like, I know he's driving home at this point. Like, how close is he to home? Or did he stop mm, at the grocery store? So I'm not, like, calling him while he's driving. Mm, mm, right? Mm. Or, Wait, I, I, I want to ask you something, and I hope it doesn't affect, you know, the confidentiality of your practice, but. What's, I'm curious, what's the ratio that you um, have between men and women? You see more men being the ones cheating are women. Cause I think 90% that, it's the men. 
95% of the time it's the men. <laughs> yeah. I'm, even, I'm, I'm honestly trying to think back right now to my couples who have had the female be unfaithful. Men. And here's men. the thing. Here's Why the thing. men? Here's the no, thing. no, she said Why? her clients. Is that no, it doesn't yeah. mean? But here's, yeah, 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 yeah. Here, but here's my theory. And I think this is probably an accurate theory. I am probably not going to see the couples where the wife has been unfaithful because it is way more likely for the man to be like, this bitch cheated, peace out. Whereas a woman might True. say, we want, we want to work I am invested, let's right. work on it. So it's mm -hmm. not that I think men are out here cheating more than women. Mm -hmm. I just believe that they are more likely to seek help and recommit to the relationship when the man has been unfaithful. Plus, I, I can think of one couple, two uh -huh. couples right now, where the woman was unfaithful and I never saw one of them as a couple. I just saw the man coming to me to deal with the mm, infidelity. Mm. And the second one, I was in couples therapy with them for a long time. And then the wife stopped showing up. And then yeah, the husband was like, there. the husband was like, oh, she cheated. So, you know, you made a good point there because I'm thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, you know, most men. They're not forgiving. The, yeah. Men are not forgiving. Not, no, no, forget that. Forget that. Yeah, forget that. And plus, I feel like women yeah. are far, far more stealthy in the cheating. So chances are they aren't being caught. So there is nothing to fix in the man's mind. I think versus, so. yes, plus, versus plus, the man plus, being plus. caught and then the woman saying, okay, let's work through this. So yeah. Plus, those, not only that, not only things. that. Majority of the time when a woman cheats, it's, it's, I believe, and it's not that easy for a woman to just get up and do whatever with a random guy or whatever. There has to be some form of connection or some form of no, something No, but, but, but the thing is, Rimzi, you're still not going to know. You're still not going to know. Hold on, hold on. Where I'm, where I'm going at is, where I'm going, where I'm going is that after you think about all of this now, you're like, oh, well, hold on. This wasn't just some random dude. You guys had a connection. There's no way I'm living with that. But here's <laughs> That's the thing, If too, you though, find out. There, but here's right, a misconception. Right. Here's a misconception. A lot of my couples in therapy for infidelity, it hasn't been physical infidelity. The men were the perpetrators. But it's emotional. No physical in, there was no mm -hmm. physical infidelity. So that um, kind of like busts that theory. Mm -hmm. Because it, granted, some of them are telling me, oh, it's, it, 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 you know, it was just phone calls, blah, blah, blah. I don't always believe them. I don't mm -mm. always believe mm -mm. them. Mm -mm. But I'll, I know for a fact there are quite a few of my couples that their emotional infidelity, that was all it is. Yeah. And I, I mm -hmm. think sometimes sometimes when men cheat, because they feel like the woman is going to be more affected if she finds out it, it's, it's, it's emotional as well, that, it, that the man just says it was just sex feeling like it would hurt less to the woman. Like, so it was just sex, baby. It wasn't anything deeper than that. When it really was. And I think, like, that's why when we started the conversation, I think we need to understand that. Although we make it seem like it's just sex or men are only interested in sex. It's not. 
nine times out of ten, there is an emotional connection. We're not we're not calling it that, you know. But the mere fact that we what say we can we we can actually doing? talk to the cell woman and we can't talk to the woman. Man? I, uh, so, what are you but, doing, but, man? But, well, you know, that's you know, that's too much truth. That's too much truth. <laughs> no, <man. laughs> but that goes back. That goes back to what I was saying in the beginning. Said, that's why we the first part of repair is understanding why the infidelity occurred. It's not like oh, I wasn't getting enough sex, and so I went and found mm. it elsewhere. It was. My wife is always nagging me, and this is this one person I can actually share my feelings with. Oh, or, busy, or, tired, come home from work. Right. Yeah, or yeah. most of the time, oh, my wife, you know, the relationship changed after we had kids, which what a betrayal that is to the wife, because now she is like dead ass tired. Yeah, that one, that, that, that one kind of low still. That one kind of low. No, 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 I can't co-sign that one there. Most of the time, that is what happens. Or relationship uh, changed when we had children and I was no longer the priority. And so I became someone else's priority. Going yeah. back to the question um, you asked, Karim, like who is in couples therapy? Who's doing the cheating and all that? A side thought of that too is that even when... So we, we agree that... When the man cheats, the wo- they're more likely to be repairing the relationship because the women are still interested in, the re- in um, having the relationship be successful. A lot of the time, we're also socialized to believe that we are to blame for why our men step out on us. And that is mm-hmm. something that um, I think isn't addressed very often. The fact that like we're socialized to believe that we must keep a man. I must keep him attention. And so a lot of women are like, oh, I must be to blame for why this happened. So let's go. Like, I'm more invested in figuring out how to make it work because there must have been something I did wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no man, no man, no man wants to confront, even if it's it was about inadequacy. I don't think any man wants to sit on a, 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 in a therapy chair hearing that he was inadequate. Better me dip and find somebody who at least treats me like I'm adequate than to hear that you cheated because there was some inadequacy. There was something I could have done. Um, I could have um, done. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, an extension of that point too, Steph, like uh, given how much sexuality is tied to our identity as, as men, like if... <laughs> If we find that we might be inadequate in that way, like yo, that that's that you death know, sentence emotionally to most men, like they can't, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, like like, but I think the older you get, and I wanted to ask you, MJ, in terms of the age profile, like the older I get, the less like thoughts about infidelity or what the other person is doing gets to me. Right, like because I, I feel like, well, for me, the older I get, there are more, there are far more important things to occupy my mind and my time, um, focusing on. So the last thing I'm concerned about is how you're using your body. But which also means that chances are, if I find out something else, that very argument means me I got dip because no, I am not going to refocus my mind trying to yep. figure out something that I wasn't even thinking about to begin with that now the entire relationship is reframed and this is the main context of it. Because now I'm wondering 
how did I miss this before? How did I miss that before? How did I not notice all of these things before? And occupying my brain space, um, um, trying to figure this out. I, 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 so, so, so I have a question, MJ. Like, how do you, <laughs> in, in, in a professional setting, define cheating? Because I've, I've been racking a few thoughts around in my head. And it's basically one of them is, is the whole concept of if a, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody is there to see it, did the tree really fall? You know what I mean? So, so, and how do you define cheating, first of all? Because if, and I listen, so fully sure that I'm not, <laughs> I'm not advocating this, but if you. Men cheat, men don't cheat, just a disclaimer. See, yeah, no, that's no, all we need. No. That's all we need. No, so, so with 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 that with that um with that truth with that eternal truth, um, you know, if if a man by some anomaly steps out of 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 you know their their relationship and they have just do a um, side see the side the, yeah they 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 have an affair. They, let me not call it an affair. They they share an experience yeah. with somebody else yeah. while still in a committed relationship, and <laughs> and they 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 so never tempting. disclose that to their partner, and it, it doesn't cheating. affect them. It is who no so, so who so defines it as cheating in that case? Like like so no, I'm, so, so, we, so if good example. <laughs> You know, when your granny are cooked, you're not going to put your hand in our pot. Mm. You I, go, you yeah, go yeah. and take out a spoonful of rice or a piece of chicken while she's not looking and you eat it. Did you still not eat it? Even though granny don't, granny don't know that you eat a piece of the chicken. But oh if, if it's not, if it's not, well, that's true. But if it's not, <laughs> if it's not, um, Consequence. No, I'm just being devil's advocate here. If it doesn't mm-hmm. have any particular consequence, because if if let's say, um, using what? your same analogy or using your analogy, um, from the food that we're going cook, four people only four people can be served a full dinner after that, and grandma coincidentally has four people around. <laughs> grandma after you see all the spoonful of rice and the chicken, grandma still able to share for the four people, did it? So, so essentially, what you did has no consequence on what the intentions were for the for for, for the know. food. But, so. but, so yes, there's no consequence. The hurt is not caused, but the hurt is delayed because it's a potential if, hurt. Yeah, it, but you know that it is a betrayal of your relationship. You know it's a betrayal of the boundaries of your relationship. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, right? Like. Every relationship has its own boundaries, and I am not here to pass judgment on what your boundaries are. Mm-hmm. I grew up with parents where I, I would, daddy's always grinding on somebody. My auntie them, my godmother, some random lady, daddy's always at some party, bare in hand, dancing with Your somebody. father's a trini? Your father sounds like a trini. <laughs> He's Jamaican. <laughs> However, like that, is not, <laughs> that is something that like is not a violation of my parents' boundaries at all. That's a, that's a good marriage. That's a good but marriage. How, many, how many relationships do you know about like 
you you the guy can't go to a dance without him girl one he can't even when she is there dance with another girl even when they're not touching right so so those are just different boundaries that everybody Mm. has Mm -hmm. some people need to be to need to be established first within the relationship so here's the thing right and this is where I say, let us both be accountable for the infidelity because these are conversations you need to be having early, early on. I say you need to establish the boundaries of the relationship because this whole, oh, me never know, said this was cheating. That's bullshit. Right. You know your partner well enough. and You know your relationship well enough to know what your partner is not going to be comfortable with. But, you know what some of the violations of those boundaries are going to look like, one. And if they, if you don't, those violations are probably going to be very minor infractions. But, but, but you know, MJ, I, I get that. Absolutely. Completely agree. But, but I, I, please, you know, please, please, uh, <laughs> like... Follow, follow, follow me like with this thought exercise because it's not like I'm so so I, I completely agree with with you know your position on on everything and and I feel like you know like you said you know when you cheat like both persons are to take accountability you know equal and opposite reaction but I'm 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 also considering this like and it, it's perhaps more of a philosophical argument than a practical one but if I'm a man who is, because some people take some things to the grave, you know what I mean? Like there, there are some, there are some secrets. And, and, and so if you, I remember reading about a story once where this woman married, has, has three kids and she, she says she's happily married and she's been, she, she had been having an affair for a couple of years. Right. And 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 she said, yo, it's a perfect situation because she said there is no paper trail. There's no then then do everything like, you know, pretty much old school. And then she say, any idea she go home to her husband, mm-hmm. you know, like either she 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 has sex with him, them them read them kids better. They have a she says that is her ideal marriage. But she still has these encounters. And so I know, you know, to simplify what she's doing, we define that as cheating. But there is, she doesn't seem to have any, 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 any problem with it. And it doesn't seem to be having any consequence whatsoever on their relationship. Mm-hmm. So the man having no knowledge of it, as far as he's considered, it's a perfect marriage. And she believes the same. So, but where you, does cheating come in? in, in, in how, how do we? Because so it's. It, it, you're breaking we, quite a bit. So, I'm, I don't know if I'm catching everything, but my first thought is it's not a perfect marriage because he has not subscribed to the lifestyle that mm-hmm. she's living. Yeah. So, yeah. it cannot be a perfect marriage because yeah. we, we're not on the same page. Right? But I believe that those configurations can work if we all subscribe to them. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. like if me having multiple partners, if if me it. having multiple partners really actually benefits our marriage, you have to agree with that. 
Yeah. Right? Then, because then you're a part of a configuration that you're not aware of, which is betrayal. Yeah. And then it has to be both ways. It doesn't have to be both ways, but you can, but that is, that's a whole different conversation about yeah. boundaries and how we uh, set up our relationships. Because and, there and, are and, multiple relationships where I can be polyamorous, but like my partner isn't. Yeah, different those different configurations. configurations. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but even but even but but even polyamorous hard. relationships, even polyamorous relationships has have, have infidelity. That's the thing. Yeah, that's what people don't every, realize. Because every configuration has boundaries. Absolutely. Right. So, and so you have to figure out as a couple what are our boundaries. Because if I'm polyamorous and I tell my partner I have three partners, but I really have five, that's a betrayal. I did not mm-hmm. give you. I did not give you the opportunity to subscribe to what I am offering. Yeah, there was for for my masters. There was a polyamorous, two people out of a polyamorous un, union, and they were talking about well, one of them. There was a disagreement that they had, a betrayal, and the betrayal was something as simple as, you can have sex with other people, just don't kiss, because. Right. Kissing yep. is far it more means- intimate, right? <laughs> and you know, at the time, I was like, "But this don't make any sense." But as you rightly said, every union, every couple, every relationship has their own boundaries, and once those boundaries have been stated and are breached, it can be considered infidelity or cheating. But, but even the analogy that Natu used, I think sometimes no, my views on relationships and cheating, it's it's far liberal I, I would love if we could all just have a free for all as adults that's 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 my open view but we live in a society that that can happen but so so i have to readjust it but when it comes to relationships it's just like a body even though you feel like you are functioning healthily now you don't know what's going on inside your, your liver could be failing right that does and you in your mind you are healthy but that liver feeling is going to catch up with you and you know? there's only it only you time is going to run out mm. so even got to, going back to the question that too so many times i've had couples come in and they're like yeah we found out that this infidelity has been going on for umpteen years and homie has a seven-year-old that I'm just now finding out about. Listen, like, listen. I actually, why, why are you putting I actually have, like I actually have, <laughs> actually have a couple um, that I might start seeing soon. That this they're having this difficulty where sometime in COVID, why the husband sat the wife down and was like, so it's been nine years of this thing happening, and I have a seven-year-old. And this is not the first time I've had this issue in counseling where some like old ass kid is now being discovered. Introducing. And, and the man has been paying for all of them, all of the their good needs. Man, good, good father that, good man that. Good, good father to some. Great father. But here's the thing, right? Like if we don't know, does it hurt? His four children have a brother that they don't know about that yeah. now they have to, to to go be introduced to. So yes, the hurt is going to the hurt is going to happen because it's you delayed, have, you have a child, you have a child who did not have a nuclear family or had a father who denied them. You have family now who 
reject you completely because they're finding out about you as a betrayal, right? The hurt mm-hmm. catches up eventually. Man, so, them use boots when they cheat. You know, you know, uh, yeah, so, so one story, I know, I know we're, we're, we're widening down, but, you know, they, they, I remember, so, so I, 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 I play basketball, right? I thought he was going to say you, I cheated. Man, <laughs> and, and, no, man, I, I still do. So, so I play mm-hmm. basketball and, and a few years ago, I was on the court and there was this particular dunk I was trying to do for, for a very long while. And in the spur of the moment, I ran up, cut the ball all the way back, and and we know the court. We know the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah. and the rim almost came down. Like it was the most impressive dunk I've ever done in my life. Shocked in a fool. The but the the, the 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 worst thing about it, nobody was there to see it, and nobody believed me. So oh yeah, we we still don't believe you now. So, you see, so, so, <laughs> but, so, so, you see what I mean? That well, it happened, no, it happened, and 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 I have that knowledge, and and it happened. So, you know, it, it it's like the, the same thing I, I'm going back to, like, you know, if a tree falls in the wood and nobody's there to see it, like, did the tree really fall? So, I guess it, you know, it's it's about holding yourself accountable, and we have to take the, that responsibility in the confines of our relationship. But, you know. Uh, I th- yeah, I think I think I think accountability. I think I think that's what it boils down to. Whether good or bad, whether you hurt somebody, whether you you yeah you, you you don't hurt the other person, whatever. I think when it comes down to to, to that action, you need to understand that um, this is something you did, whether you're remorseful or not. Because I can tell you, I've I've done it, and there are times where I was not remorseful. And no kind of counseling could have helped it because I made up in my mind this is something I was going to do. No, right or wrong, that's that we can argue that for another time. And there are other times where I was remorseful and I was willing to 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 work through it, right? But at the end of the day, it boils down. I, I was not putting it on anybody else, even though th- me being unsatisfied or unfulfilled could have been a reason. At the end of the day, I went ahead and did it, right? And 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 again there were times where i would apologize and there were times where i said listen i apologize but i'm apologizing to this point and i need to go on and live my life and i have to i have to understand that this is one another heart in the jar of hearts that i have to carry uh, 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 for for the rest of my life so be it but it's yeah, my decision yeah minaga minaga blame nobody but and I, but I think if we if we if we are comfortable with the idea that one day you will be caught, there was a story I read about this woman who had an affair for forty years, and the man found out at seventy years old, and that she was having an affair since they were thirty, and he found out at seventy, and he filed for a divorce. And oh, the comments yeah. were and the comments were, why would you file for a divorce at this late stage? And then when I thought he found a box of letters and correspondences, and in my mind I'm saying. I don't even think I could have survived that, right? That that is devastating. I don't. It could have ninety five. I was leaving, right? But if you understand that your infidelity, if you are okay with the idea that you will be caught one day, 
and shit, you still want to go through that, then you have to deal with the pain that you cause somebody else and also the pain that you cause yourself. If you're okay with that, I, I can't police nobody beyond that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Go, going back to that, after, I think the more time you invest in an infidelity, the more people you end up hurting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, right, like that 70-year-old man who'd filed for divorce they probably had kids together and now they oh, yeah. have to, oh, yeah. they now have to, to, to imagine finding out your old ass mother <laughs> is having an affair with somebody else like how devastating but it's not even an affair but think about it because 40 years is a whole other relationship that's not marriage. an affair that's a that's marriage just, yeah exactly right so now you're wondering which 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 marriage are you? Which relationship are you? Were you the one yeah. that was invalid? Were you your your marriage was probably decide marriage? <laughs> because, yeah, 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 yeah. Because forty years of cheating, yeah. bro. Uh, like, kudos yeah. to kudos to that lady, man. That is commitment, not good yeah, commitment. Yeah. Oh, but shit, that is <laughs> commitment. Commitment. But a oh, question. Um, before 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 we end, um, what do you recommend, MJ? So I have my whole notes here, all my thoughts I wrote down, so I can give you all my cliff notes. Were you psychoanalyzing us this whole time? Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, no. This is just like when Steph when Steph reached out and said, "Oh, here's a topic." I said, "Okay, so what do I know about this topic? Am I even qualified to talk about this topic? Imposter syndrome." Um, (laughs) 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 So I wrote down kind of like just my thoughts and. Mm essentially what it boils down to cliff notes of like how what does life look like after infidelity it's reassessing commitment and how do we move forward right and moving forward um what that state is that i still find value in this relationship and that is not the same thing as excusing the infidelity right so saying let's move forward and work on things is not me saying okay infidelity happens, whatever. Um, and it's not saying like, oh, because things going, I even wrote this down not to, because things aren't, aren't going well, doesn't mean you get a pass to be unfaithful, right? And both of you have a responsibility moving forward in the relationship. The, the onus on the person who has been betrayed is to forgive. It's not an easy task, but you have to forgive. So it's not making the your partner a slave to the hurt. It's not, like I said, we, we talk about like, what are the rules of operation for building trust, right? You have to be able to provide your partner with reassurance. And sometimes that means giving a little extra leeway and having your partner have access to your phone. But on the side of the person who's been hurt, your job is to forgive. It's not to be prison guard like you guys said it's not to be warden right some the the that access is just extra reassurance as you guys rebuild trust making my life predictable safe and consistent to some degree right and then the next step is addressing what happened how do why did this happen and then how can we remedy the problems how can we cure the problems that existed in the relationship that caused the infidelity um we explore the strengths of the relationship why is it worth pursuing emphasize those 
So like really like you, you, you hold on to those for a second, right? Like these are the things that make me committed to the relationship that even though this horrible thing has happened, I want them, I, 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 these are valuable to me. I don't want to let go. And you use those to foster healing while you guys work on repairing the holes in the fence. How long does this, how long does, uh, like on average, how long do your counseling sessions last? I hate that last? question. I, I mean, that yeah, question. Sorry, as a, as a man, I'm trying to think like, like how long, because I mean, I think the work is never going to end within the confines of the counseling um, window. In, or, or, or In the whatever. relationship. So I, I really hate the question of how long does therapy last? Because that has, that, that is so depend on, dependent on so many factors. What are the what are the hurts coming into the relationship? Like, you know, if I have been, if I was raised by a man who never spoke positively, positively into my life and every relationship I've been in has been abusive. And then I, I'm in this relationship now where I'm, I'm married and my partner cheats on me. My healing work is a whole lot different from someone who's like, I got confidence. I don't uh, okay, understand, I get you. but I'm working yeah. on this relationship. I feel you. And the yeah. hurt is there, right? Like there's uh, so many factors that go into the healing process. Also, mm. I'm a therapist who gives homework because I see you for <laughs> 50 minutes out of your entire week. And 50 minutes does not tell, give me a good idea of what is going. It gives me a good idea of what is happening in your relationship, but it does not cure a relationship. Right. Mm. And I have lots of couples who are like homework. Uh, I don't remember that. Like, how do you expect healing? is go- How do you expect healing to happen if the only place healing is happening is in my 50 minute window with you? Right. That's why there's so many things that go into like deciding how long therapy lasts and mm. how hard, how bad is the hurt? How there's this quote, if it's hysterical, it's historical right and Mm. so like the bigger the reaction sometimes it's indicative of how how much history is contributing behind it uh, right and so historical and so like how much how much hurt is are we trying to to deal with how broken was the marriage before the infidelity um what is like sometimes we have to work on commitment because you both are saying we want to work on a relationship but you really are still texting susan on the side like (laughs) still texting right (laughs) there's so much that goes into like how long a relationship um a relation counseling lasts and sometimes you'll find that half most of the work that's happening is not on the infidelity. Like we, we, we've done infidelity stuff and then we're still in therapy for another three years working on the things that weren't feeling good in the first place. So that's why we here at Men's Truth, we as Black men, upstanding Black men in this society, do not believe in infidelity. At all. We believe in happiness and peace and love. You know what, though? I don't believe in the tooth fairy, but I still leave coins under my kid's pillow. So. (laughs) And on that note. note, (laughs) There's that. And on that note. My God. (laughs) Thank you, MJ. (laughs) You're welcome.